This is the one and only T-Quest. You are tuned into the T-Quest show. Relatable, informative, yet entertaining. Shout out to my listeners. And at the end of the show, if you haven't already, especially the new ones, make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at T-Quest GLM. Download the T-Quest mobile app in your Google Play Store and your app store. Sign up for my mailing list on my website, gotalumnyworld.com, and go stream my music so one day I can afford a bottle of water. Yes, streaming sucks. And I'm going to keep saying it every single show until I have millions of followers so I can support myself in some type of way. Today's show is going to be a little different (laughs) because you know what? I need to talk to someone or have a conversation with someone who can make me smile, who can make me laugh. Because nowadays I feel like that's truly needed. And of course, I can do it for you guys, but I need someone to do it for me. You know what I'm saying? I remember a while ago, I was having a sad moment, very sad moment. And I needed somebody to make me laugh. And I took the risk of putting it out on social media. And someone hit me up and was like, I can make you laugh. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. And I'm like, watch this person disappoint me like everyone else. And the moment he called me, I was like, who is this man? (laughs) Who is he? I love him, but not in no crazy way. Just in the way that whoever he is, I have to stay close to because he has a spirit that's so organic without me even knowing him. But I felt it and it was real. And I'm like, you know what? I got to keep him a little close. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to my special guest today. Matter of fact, what do you want me to call you? <laughs> the party you reach is not in time. <laughs> he's not here at the present moment. So, he heard you speaking and he's like just cut loose and just left. So, Hello everyone, my name is Richard Pinero. You could call me Rich, Richard, Ricky, Ricky D, I don't care. Bobby. As long as I don't get offended. Okay. <laughs> Isn't no okay? I'm good. <laughs> you know, everything that you said there, I was hoping that you was reading it, but I got a feeling you memorized every every little word. What do you mean reading it? I don't understand. I mean, like, everything that you just said. As far as what? I couldn't, I couldn't even say that for the life of me. No you lie. mean my I intro couldn't... or me introducing you? Yeah, you introduced you. Actually, you you um you started with, you know who you are mm-hmm. and what you do. You mm-hmm. said nothing about me until about twenty minutes in. Wow, that's a little dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're gonna say the life story of me, you know. But yeah, well, why would I do all that? I don't know. I don't know. Your so life tell story. me. Yeah. Let, let, let me let me interview you. Okay, whatever. <laughs> What is it that you like to do in this quarantine moment of our lives? Now, um, one thing I I do um, during it is not talk about it. Um, mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like you in a club and your ex is there. Just because he's uh, here does not mean have to mention him. <laughs> oh no! You, you you know um I have this horrible thing that I do that's when I. I used to do, I used to promote parties back in the days. Yeah. So, um. Thousands of emails. I used to invite all my exes. <laughs> uh-huh. And their men. Okay. Yeah. I don't um, see nothing wrong with a that. A lot of their men, mm-hmm. a lot of the men are actually my homies. <laughs> and they can't stand me. <laughs> Okay. Because of the fact they're with my ex. Mm. And I told them, stay away from her. Wait a minute. So isn't that um, breaking bro code? Who cares about, who, who cares about that? I mean, some people in, um, uh, how can I put this, in colored culture believe in that. In pale culture, they don't care because they just date each other until they find the one that's best for them. Oh, yeah, a lot of cultures, yeah, yeah. Okay. Times they do that, brother, sister, cousins, and all that. That's that's their problem. Yeah. Hey, look, look, I put it like this. If the woman, if the woman was with me, she's not with me. She was not my soulmate. Yes. Take flight. Yes. 
maybe she was someone else's soulmate. Absolutely. You know, you never know. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And um, it's kind of funny how you invited them all because that's something I would do, especially as a party promoter myself. It's plenty of times I'd be on conference calls, video chats, parties with people I used to talk to, have real conversations with. And I didn't care. Why? Because at the end of the day... <laughs> At the end of the day, right, it wasn't about them. It wasn't about our personal lives. It's about whatever the event is. You know, if I'm a party promoter and it's my job to promote the party, I'm going to invite the people. Shoot, I'll throw a baptism and invite everybody. I'm just going to tell you. And long as there's no shenanigans, but that's not a good thing. I, I'm glad that my past was full of selective few that I know wouldn't start, like, no drama or anything. So even though they wasn't the ones for me, at least I know that if they was to come around, I wouldn't have any issues. Oh, well, my, I always had problems at all my parties. But it wasn't shenanigans or people fighting. You know? It was always the place getting shut down. Because it was always too many people there. Because mm -hmm. um, I used to do promotions. I did promotions for um, Dos Equis Beer. Yeah. I did a party for Shivers Regal. Mm -hmm. uh, the Dos Equis party was at a at a was actually a pool party mm -hmm. at a hotel here in New York City. It was supposed to only be two hundred people, two hundred invites. I invited. The place only takes 200 and like 1,200 showed up. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it was a four-hour event, unlimited Dos Equis beers and hors d'oeuvres being passed around by waiters and whatnot. And uh, yeah, so 500 people trying to get inside these doors without invites and FDNY shut us down. Yeah, mm -hmm. two hours into the party. So I guess many people. the question is, like, so when it's a lot of guys, of course they call it a sausage party. But what do they call uh, when it's a lot of girls, like an egg party? A what? <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? Shit. <laughs> I call that a freaking... Oof. I, I can't even get into that with you right now. No, you that's can, a, though. That's another event. No, no I, I'm that's dead serious. Episode. What do you really call it if oh, it's... If I, a, I, look, Sausage party. I won't even attempt to throw a sausage party. I mean, what? I don't attempt to throw them, but I can't help that the majority of my fans, supporters, and friends are all guys. So when I do the promoting, the majority of the time, it's going to be more guys than anything. Well, I've seen it like this. When girls throw parties, there's more... I see there's more guys in there because you're a girl, and they think oh, she's got... She's going to have many girls there, and that's not right. You, you know, know what? It's, a lot of my events, I throw on events, I only invite girls. I used to only invite girls, and a lot of dudes showed up because they knew about it. Mm -hmm. You know, but there was always... I don't understand is... I'm like, okay, so me being me. The majority, like I said, a lot of my fans and supporters are guys, are men. But for some odd reason, when I go places, guys still expect me to bring all these girls. Like, I have, like, this big old female crew with me everywhere I go. I'm like, why would you guys even think that? Sorry. Oh, yeah, I got a mask on just in case. So if I cough on you, just... You know, sanitize the inside of your earlobe. Oh, that's disgusting. But, um, yeah, <laughs> but I just, I never understood that, you know? And sometimes I would think it's more of a promoter. If I'm looking at it from a, a host perspective, a party host, when they want me to come through and host it, they're like, yeah, you know, tell all your girls. I'm like, um... I don't know if you're saying it to boost my ego, like I got this big old lady crew with me, but I'm being honest with you, I don't. If I do invite people, the majority of the time it's going to be men, you know, and you well, should have your own. What's the percentage in your, in your catalog of individuals that go to your events? What's the percentage rate? 90-10. I mean, 90-10. 90-10 um, <laughs> what, guys? 90 guys. 90% guys? 10% females. 
And that's only because my my core females, I would be like, yo, I got this event. Like, I really so you're just like the sausage queen. Throw <laughs> <laughs> parties, man. Gang sausage parties left them all, all over the place. No, sausage. don't say that. Freaking black Italian. No, I, I can't help who follows me. That's what I said. Um, My goal is to really start hanging out with other females and um, try to build a female fan base. But even in that um, oh, realm... You can, get a, you can get a lot. I know, I know a lot of girl promoters, and it's, it's like that. They would have a lot of... Um, a lot of guys would be at their parties because a lot of girls are actually haters, man, when it comes to another girl getting down, making her money. Mm-hmm. Doing what she well, do. in my case, um, my female friends, even though they'll come out, and I'm like, look, I need you here. And they'll come through, you know, they'll be all extra cute and sexy, little dress on, heels, twerk, whatever, to a certain degree. But that's not their realm. But they're okay entering it if I need them. You right. know what I'm saying? So I don't have a, a party crew that I could hit up like, yo, we about to go get it pop. And even though that's the profession that I'm in. I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't got like a click that when you're going to go out, um, let's say for a weekend, but you're not really throwing an event yourself and you just want to go out drinking. You don't got a little click that would actually be down to I go mean, with you that weekend. When me and my, like, I do have a selective few, but with me being an entertainer, I was out all the time. I couldn't ask the girls to come out every single weekend. You know, they only do it if they'll do it if I say I need you here. But I know that's not their world. And then we at the all same time, have that click, that a drop of a hat. You right. All you gotta do gotta pick that up, and you have to have at least six to seven individuals. Absolutely, that but even then, the die. ones that was okay with it back then, because I, I haven't really been um, hanging out with too many people. But back then, it will be the ones that was down for it. But, you know, I had to go pick them up. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, no. Or the ones that um happy to go, you had to pick them up. And then they were like sloppy drunks in a way. Like, you know, you really got to keep an eye on them. One thing I'm not going to do is a babysit another adult. I Tell me something. What's Your voice, voiceovers. What yes. type of voiceovers do you do? I do anything that someone needs my voice for. <laughs> You're just seductive with your voice. I'm just being, I'm just being honest. You know what I mean? And um, you have this voice. <laughs> you have to you, let me explain something. You have this voice that sometimes when you speak, yeah. I'm like, am I a freaking pedophile for <gasps> liking her? Oh no! Don't say that. Yeah, it is scary no. sometimes. You, like you will say something, and I'm listening. I'm like, holy shit. My apologies, but I'm mm. digging this chick. How old is she? I gotta make sure to see her ID. First of all, I'm grown, I don't want to get caught up in Let's nothing. Now, you know, I'm just grown, me too grown. <laughs> No, but so like I, I get it. And the crazy part is, I've been doing voiceovers and stuff for so long that now my voice changes like every couple of minutes, sometimes a couple of seconds. And you yeah. never know what's going to come out. Wow. You know, and yeah. I'm not trying are, to, I tell people I'm not putting it on. Psychotic personalities trying to run out. <laughs> <laughs> Music, and even though I'm no more as a hip hop artist when it comes to me doing You know, it's it's crazy at times, but I tell people I'm not being fake. I'm not being phony. My voice adapts to whatever I'm feeling in that moment. You know, if I'm so super chill, then my voice is super chill. If I'm ready to turn up. But the thing is, I need to do it or control it in a way <clears throat> how yours is. Because remember that time you called me? And I really thought I was on the phone with, like, one of those radio personalities. And you did it so effortless. I was like, I want to learn how to do that. This is Johnny Johnson from 103.5 here in New York City. Give me the phrase that pays. You could win $1,000. You got 20 seconds to comply.
Yes, that. <laughs> that is so incredible because I remember before someone asked me about my drops and they wanted me to do radio style like that off the rip, like right there in the conversation. And I'm like, I, I usually what I'll do is um, let's see what happened. What happened one time was um, I was, I was like maybe twenty years old, twenty twenty two. Yeah. I was working um at a mailroom. And there was this, some bank gave me a credit card for like $300 credit mm-hmm. on it. And um, I forgot about it, it was 300 bucks. You know, I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. So this company started calling my job. Mm-hmm. My manager got heated one day and just gave me this number. He goes, dude, you gotta do something about this guy calling me every day, asking me about where you are, that you owe them two, 300 and change, this and that. I said, oh, oh really? We'll take care of that right now. Close the door to his office, and my, my manager's looking at me like, is this guy gonna kill me? I sit down, and I'm like, getting ready, and I'm, and I'm breathing heavy. <laughs> what? So I dial the number. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I go, hello? May I speak to Edwin Torres, please? Like, yeah, this is Mr. Torres. How could you, man? You, you you kept calling me. This is Richard Pinero. You kept calling my job so many freaking times. I don't know why. You just got me fired, man. For $310, you think it's worth it, man? The guy was like, Mr. Pinero, those were not our intentions. We apologize. It went on for like 10, 15 minutes. Me, I'm cursing this guy, pretending I'm crying. My manager is looking at me and he's like, holy crap, is this guy actually doing this in my office? Yeah. The guy gave me three years to pay off $300. What? Yep. That's that's crazy. But my thing is, what made you even um start doing the voices like that? Like just for being funny or there's a reason? Like where did that even stem from? Uh, yeah, I truly don't know. I truly don't know. Okay. Tell the truth, somebody will call me. I didn't want to talk to them. I pretend I changed my voice and say, uh, yeah, he's not here right now. <laughs> and then that's it? Uh, hello, yes. This, this is uh, Michael. He, 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 he's not here right now. He's in the bathroom taking party. <laughs> okay, I, I guess. That's my, that's, my little, that's my little boy voice. I don't like it. Huh? I don't like it. You, you, you don't, you, you, he's, he's a little slow. I don't like. Would you ever get into it, though? Shoot, with a tutu on. You're going to wear a tutu. Okay. doing that to be honest <laughs> so let's have a little fun let's remix this i want you to interview me <laughs> to introduce you no interview me you want me to interview you yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I definitely gotta step my game up. Like I want I want to like do it like that. You know, when it comes to the voices and everything. I want to just turn it on and turn it off. And not just the seductive. Like, you know, the different characters. I can do it, but it'll be more I can do it, but it'll be more blabbery. I gotta have like a you know, something to look at. Key quest, um, some parties, some DJ names and, and yeah, then I'll I'll make up everything uh, going along the way. And I throw some little jib jabs in there, but to do it on the top of my head just by remembering things, man, I can't do it that way. I don't even know what you're talking about. You know? No, I don't. If know. I do it on the top of my head, it's gonna really make no sense. If you do what on the top of your head? Uh, try to do it in, in uh, like, like a uh, let's say a promotional spot for a DJ and all that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that off the top of my head. I gotta look. Okay. At who are the DJs, you know, and then I throw little jib jabs in there to make chops, you know, mm-hmm. throw some funnies in there. But okay. at the top of my head, I couldn't do it. Squat. Right. So let's do it. You're the personality, and I'm the person being interviewed. 
Okay. <laughs> oh, excuse me. It's <laughs> my neighbor coming out the door. I'm actually outside talking to you. Okay, great. I'm not even allowed inside. That's fine. You're not allowed? What? Nothing. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, Miss T-Quest. Yeah. Can you tell me how long have you been doing promotional parties? Oh, my gosh. Oh. I've been promoting for quite some time, over a decade, promoting parties. You know, because there was was a time, depending on the level, where promoters didn't exist, you know? DJs were the promoters, (laughs) the bartenders were the promoters, the owners were the promoters. And I'm like, I guess that just depends on where you are. And I'm like, why can't I just show up and do what I do? Like, let me just show up and rock the mic. Let me just show up and blaze the stage. Like, I don't want to invite people so I can hear a lot of people lying about why they can't show or why they can't come. They couldn't get a babysitter. They don't have a, a, a license. They can't drive. They don't, you know, just all this crazy stuff I used to hear. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. I went, went um, um, just to go to the little, little bit to the right here, I went to some multimedia company and um, you go there, you get a couple of tickets, you buy the tickets and um, you sell them for yourself to get the people to come into the party and you get a cut from every head that would show up. Now, I'm not going to mention no names, DJs that were there and all that, but um, I had my own list of the people that actually purchased tickets for me. And as they were coming, I would see them on the line. Cool. And I know all the people who always show up at my parties. Mm-hmm. It was close to 150 people I knew by face. Yeah. And um, it's like three hours into the party. I got my list. Okay, now I was supposed to get Now I looked at my Tell me I only make thirty bucks tonight? Wow. I called the numbers away, mm-hmm. and I told the guy, listen, if I walk in with 150 people right now, what you do for me? He goes, Rich, you walk in with 150 people, I'll give you $500 cash and a bottle for every five. What? Yeah, this was back in the days. He says... I'll give you $500 cash and a bottle for every five individuals, and they get in for free. Mm. Okay? Okay. I walked out with all 150. Mm. Okay? The owner of the club was like, what the hell is going on here? The entire dance floor was dead because it was only my people that were dancing. (laughs) Everybody else was sitting down, talking nonsense. And I actually walked out, made my money at another club, and those individuals never called me again to do parties for them. Wow. I, lo- I love those days where um, you can actually uh, go to another multimedia company and tell them, listen, I'm a promoter. I can help you pack your clubs. Yeah. And they will say yes here are the tickets, but when it's time for them to pay you, they would never pay you. Mm-hmm. And I used to love to do that just to walk out with, with my crew. I used to love just to do that. Yeah, I know this guy's going to be a scumbag with me. I'm going to get him real good. Mm-hmm. You know? Do you, anything like that ever happen to you at any of your parties? I mean, um, you know the whole saying about when the promoter acts a little funny toward the end, you could tell if it's not that many people in the building that they're going to try to cut you short when it comes to your funds. Yeah. You know, and I've seen that. 
it was times where um I've been a part of shows where they couldn't pay me. I'm like, look, print some tickets. I'll sell some tickets, but I'm making me some money somehow. You know, especially when I know that once I come in the building, the majority of people there is going to be there for me, which was true at that time. But then I know that as a party promoter, if I happen to have a party and it does flop, right? Right. I still made sure that I had all my funds for whoever I hired for the night. You know, I have my money for yeah. I have my money for like my DJ, my host. If it was a band, a dancer, entertainer, a door person, I made sure I had your money, but still hoped to have made a profit at the door. And if I didn't, I would take the loss. But I never made any of them take the loss. You know, it was it was only one time. It was one time I do this billion dollar party, right? And it goes back to how I tell people: I don't care what people say. Action speaks louder than words. This billion dollar party that everybody wanted, and then when I threw it, everybody who's supposed to be there, who's supposed to buy tickets and all that stuff, didn't show up. They left me hanging, and left me in all this debt. And that was only one time I had to tell like my photographers and stuff like, "Look, I don't have it today, but on Friday I got you." And they're like, "You know what, Quest? We already know that things went crazy tonight, so we already understood." But other than that, I have never. You know, because I know how it is being on both sides. If someone's there to do their job, you have to pay them to do their job. If your your DJ's there to spin, technically he did what he had to do. Whether there was people there or not, he did his job. And it's not his fault that you didn't make your money. And some people are like, well, always relying on the door. The door is not guaranteed. And that's the one thing that was like a gift and a curse with me is I'm very popular but I tell people, you can hire me for my services. But if you think I can bring you hundreds of people in your club, you are sadly mistaken. And my thing is, I'm not money hungry. So I don't just take the money and then be like, oh, my bad, when time comes. And the people, the 5,000 people you expected didn't show up. No, I'm open and honest with everybody I work with. So there are no issues. When have, it you, have you ever done like showcases yeah of course musical showcases where you have like 20 let's say start off slow 5 to 10 artists that come up on stage performing of course yeah of course I've been in showcases I've um, thrown showcases competitions concerts all of that nice Um, I've worked um, I've worked with the Brooklyn Music Festival we was it went on for like four years max when the main LLC really just gave up and stopped paying everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, he would just got money hungry after the second year and didn't want to pay nobody after that for the third and the fourth year. So it, 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 it debunked, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, we did um, parties at, at, at Governor's Island. We did two of them at Governor's Island and they threw a few uh, what do you call them, a couple of showcases to have some of the underground artists. It was like a contest. The winner would come and perform. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and after the guy tells me, um, yeah, here's the platform. You you have the event. It's yours. Get an artist to come perform at the Brooklyn Music Festival. Mm-hmm. So I throw a huge event. We get a winner. He's there. He says, no, I don't like him. <laughs> yeah. What am I supposed to tell this artist now? And he okayed everything. He okayed the process. He okayed the winner the night of the event. Uh-huh. But when it came to the day of the of the festival, he turned to do down flat. Mm. And how did I get to him? At the end of of the festival at Governor's Island. I I told my um I told the showed up. I took the before we close up shop. And that was the best
at the festival and you end up taking them to another place to perform? No. The artist that won. Denied him the right to perform because he didn't like his music. Even though he won? Even though he won. Okay. At the end, it was about like the last artist was supposed to perform. I threw him on stage performing and just do, you got 10 minutes, just do it. Mm. And the LLC was there. He's like, dude, what are you doing? I says, trust me, bro. Just step back, bro. Get away from me. Get away from me. I know you ain't going to pay me tonight, but just get away from me. I'm going to mm. give this guy his shot. And the kid, went, I, say, I don't know if you know him. His name is Frank Knight. Mm-hmm. You, you know Frank Knight? I don't know. I know a lot of men, so... Uh, he's an artist. He's, uh, he's a great rapper, underground rapper. Uh, There's a lot of work in Paris now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's from Brooklyn. Um, great artist. I think he's... This is, Facebook has a lot of artists, but they just don't know how to go about to get their music heard by the right individuals. Yeah. You know, I, I, I try to do that and try to help and try to give some pointers, but... People will not listen to you. Thanks. You know? <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. No, oh, no, 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 wait, wait, we're talking <laughs> different things now. You see, you, you're doing, this is why I stopped doing what I, what I used to do. When I was coming up in the game, if you wasn't really heard of, nobody messed with you. Mm-hmm. Now, you can bullcrap your way through the entire game and peep and, and go in there flexing with your cars and your and, and your gold and all that, flexing all your muscles. People think you're somebody. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm not like that. I'm not fake. I'm just going to tell you how it is. No, I if understand. it offends you, if it's going to offend you, a lot of people are going to get offended. Mm -hmm. That's how the game is. That's how it is with me. That's why I stopped. A lot of people like the fakeness of, of, of the industry. A lot of people like the fakeness of the industry. Now, como se dice, lujos. Everybody looks for lujos. Everybody likes to see the bling and all that. That's what makes everything correct now. Yeah. That's how I see it. Okay. That's why I step back from it. You know, I just do me now. I work, stack my money. Now that it's quarantined, I can't even go out and spend my money. I'm just stacking it. And when they open up the city to go out, I'm going to jump in a plane over a large body of water and just disappear. You want to come along? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. And, I, I'm, you know, I can I can book in too because, you know, I have a travel agency. <laughs> you got your passport? Yes. <laughs> you better. Of course. I have to have my stamps. <laughs> Definitely have to have I, my I, stamps. I, 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 I don't get people, they say they go on a vacation, but they stay in the same, same hood. Staycations. I know a lot of people don't know how to live, you know, and Man. that's one thing. Like my my travel agent, shout out to Whitney Escapes. Like I've had her on my show before, and we were talking about how people really don't know how to live, and they think that it takes so much money to travel. No, it really doesn't. You, you spend money on nonsense daily, and you can take that and really go on a trip. It's really not that expensive. And there's some people Man. who don't even go outside of their hood, in their own city, oh, no. in their own state. You know, I'm like, you know, we have this to stand a third here. We do. I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, if I if I'm going to travel, if I'm going to go on vacation, I got to go over a large body of water to get to the other side. Mm -hmm. And I have this fear of planes and being on them too long. Mm. But the most I can be on a plane is six, six or seven hours. That's it. After that, I got to get up, open up the window. That's like a, that's like a trip to like, Yeah, Vegas you or know? something. <laughs> I don't like tasers. Too much electricity going through you at that time. <laughs> Vegas? It itches. Yeah, it itches. Mm. Well, last time I did go to Vegas, something was happening with my ear, and I felt like it was popping. Vegas, that's America. <laughs> you right. America... Let me not say anything negative about America, but um. Yeah, yeah let's not say nothing negative about America. Of course not. 
I'm just saying. Let me, let me make your list and throw it out. Huh? Mm -mm. So what, I'm, I'm curious now, what kind of places have you been that you actually enjoy going to? Excuse me? What places have you been that you actually enjoyed going to? What, on vacation? Uh, yeah. Oh, Bahamas. I was supposed to go this year, but I don't want to talk about it. Bahamas, I was supposed to be this Dominican week. Republic, been to Mexico, you know, um, St. Martin, been to Aruba. You know, all those places where you can go and nobody really knows you. Everyone knows me everywhere, yeah. You know, you, you just walk and people just look at this guy gonna come in and shoot everybody. What the hell's going on here? Oh no. What? And yeah, I love that feeling when everybody just start looking at you. I'm like, oh shit, what? am I like the president? You might be. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, it's, I love traveling. No, I, I get traveling, it. traveling, just learn the language. Well, oh. well, I already know Spanish, so I'm good. Yeah, I got to um, step my game up. With but that. I look like a white boy, so I look like an Italian. I got my Italian nose, you know? Mm -hmm. And I play the role. I go pretend I'm a gringo. See what they say What they say behind my back in Spanish, and I catch me. His tip is going to be smaller this year. No, the interesting part about it is, because I was just seeing that the other day, someone was on the show, and someone was speaking, and then she ended up speaking Spanish with the guy. And she's like, oh, I guess you guys didn't know that I was bilingual. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just so fluent in it. And it, it reminds me of when people assume and then prejudge people. Oh, yeah. That happened to a buddy of mine when on vacation with, um, you never, you never thought he was Nicaraguan. Mm -hmm. And they, I, I, I had a hard time believing it, but he had dreads, black dude, nice built, nicely built, you know? Yeah, have him call me. Go ahead. We're, we go to Mexico, and I know this guy three years, and I never knew he spoke Spanish, a lick of Spanish, wow. three years. I was amazed. It was like, yo, dude, I got a puppy. This is beautiful. We go into the place. The guy opens up the door, walks in, forgets somebody behind him. And the guy behind him says, these Americans are all alike. They're all so disrespectful. And my friend turned around and told him something in Spanish that I got to send in. And I'm like, dude, I don't even know you. What the hell's wrong with you? Mm. How can you do that? Not something you don't know Spanish, man. But he went off on the dude and I got offended. Wow. The only reason why I got offended was because I didn't know he spoke Spanish. <laughs> you were in your personal feelings. Oh, my God. I was like, dude, it's not right. That's not right. But it's okay. He used to... He used to go to the bathroom and bake his cakes, and he used to get totally naked in the bathroom in the stall. And I got him back. I pulled his clothing out from underneath the stall and put it in the middle of the bathroom. You said he used to bake and get naked in the bathroom? What? Yeah, he he, he had that thing here. Where he, okay, if he used to go poop, right? He had this thing that he had to get naked. A lot of people do that. Right? He had to get naked to go poop. Mm-hmm. It's like... The pool's coming out of every freaking pore of his body. That's I don't understand that. But continue. So, um, he folded his clothing, put it in front of him while he sat down. Mm -hmm. And because of that fiasco in, um, in Mexico, I thought, that guy's kicking the crap now. I'm going to go get him right now. So I walked in and I grabbed his clothing from underneath the stall. And then I took it out to the front of the job, to the lobby. Mm -hmm. And I just put it there and I left. What? Yeah. He had to walk out naked, grab his clothing, and run back into the bathroom. Yeah, see, that's horrible. And that reminds me, like, I tell people, um, if you want to continue to stay friends with me, that whole pranking thing has to go. Like, I, I would literally end a friendship. I don't care how long it has been. If you prank me, knowing that I'm not into pranks. They're like, is it that serious? I'm like, it kind of is because it's borderline disrespectful. If I'm clearly telling you, I am not the one to prank. What makes it worse is I grew up, you know, and I went to white schools. And I know a lot of white people are known for the most pranks. Oh, my God. You, you know what I'm saying? So I had to tell some of them, even at the schools and stuff, I'd be like, look. Yeah, a lot of people don't take good to pranking. No. They yeah. just literally you know, be I, risking I, their I, lives. I see that you don't take pranking too well. 
So I will not be pranking you anytime soon. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, they really, I feel like it's okay to joke a little bit. I don't like to be scared. I don't watch scary movies. Nothing like that, right? And I like to... Huh? I like to call people sometimes and tell them that um that this is the insurance company. You, you just got into a car accident. You owe us money. Who was in an accident? Uh, that truck was merged into the highway. He had his music. Yeah. And um he's a real So I gave him a call pretending I was FDNY insurance and that uh he scuffed up our fire fire truck so he has to pay for it. This guy lost it on the phone. Mm. And we hung up. He came to work like three months later. Mm-hmm. He's like Dude, did y'all get a like a call? Yeah, we got a call from some freaking white guy from the his fire department insurance. He goes, from the fire department of New York. He even called them. What? And we left that alone. Yeah, he even called their fire department insurance to see if there was actually an invoice for his damage to their truck. He said, dude, leave it alone. Mm-hmm. We never told him it was a prank. Yeah. And you don't, don't even mess, care. Don't, don't get under my skin. I won't get under yours. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't have time for that. Like I, I remember someone even um it was pranking one of the coworkers and they told him that something happened, their car got towed. The whole time they just took their keys and moved it. I'm like, that's not funny. Oh wait, somebody's car? They made it seem like so um, the cops somebody told their car. <laughs> uh, That's not wow. funny. Like I'm like y'all got the right one because if that was me, oh my gosh, oh, yeah. we would have Someone a problem. Someone's gonna catch a Especially as usual, being the only black one around. I'm like, look, if that's what y'all do, don't put me in it. Yeah, we had um, we had one of my managers that was like so family orientated. In his office, um, he had all these plaques and pictures and frames of his family. You know, and every time you walk in, hey, hey, that's my daughter. Hey, that's my dog. Hey, that's my brother. That's my... You know, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Go on vacation one day. We're going to get you. So he went on vacation. Jimmy, the, the lock in his, at his office, mm -hmm. I got in. Came to work that day with my camera. I started taking cameras of uh, pictures of all the all, all his employees. Mm-hmm. Right, printing them out since I was working at a copy center. Printed them all out. Look at the frames, and I and I taped all his employees' faces on all the frames in his office. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Everybody, and the one in front of him that was the picture of, of him and his wife at his wedding. Mm -hmm. It was me. <laughs> See, my th like something like that is not as bad, but for, for me, I'm like that takes too much time. Oh no, we had the time. You know, no. it was it was one that time of the year where it's not busy, that busy. That's why he went on vacation. Mm. You know, he said, yeah, we are gonna get this guy today. I mean, we videotaped it, threw it up on Facebook. I mean, on YouTube. I think that video is still on YouTube. Send me the link. So my, <laughs> send me the link. So my thing is with you being actually, you can go to um on YouTube and look for um no. A R P Y eight one five. Nope. And I got a couple of parties on there, a couple of videos. Getting arrested. So my thing is with you being such a comedian. <laughs> How is the interaction with um, the women that you be dating? Do they think your team too much, or they do? Do they get a kick out of it, or sometimes they think you, you go too far? Like when you're dating a female, because when it comes to guys that are funny, right? 
even girls, sometimes they're like, oh my God, you're so freaking funny. Or they'd be like, oh my God, here he goes again. Like, enough is enough. Like, everyone when is... I'm married. I'm, I'm married three times. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been married three times. I, I love the concept. <laughs> um, I love the concept of marriage. Okay. I'm always looking for that thing. Um... It's time to get serious. It's time to get serious. The bills are getting paid. I want to have fun. I want to make you laugh. I'm going to make you laugh. You don't like to laugh. I'm going to tickle you. Okay. So since you can't tickle me, can you make me laugh? No. All right. Whatever. You're uh, damn serious. I, I, can't, I can't. Me? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, you I need can't. to stop. You I need can't. to stop. Yeah, no. Pull my finger. I'm sorry, what? Pull my finger. I will not pull your finger. Uh-huh. See? You know what? Can't play with you. Can't mess with you. You really can't. Can't even pull my finger. I don't want to pull your finger. <laughs> and it's funny that you say that because I guess as I grow older, I'm noticing things I've never really noticed before. You know? Like, I'm very entertaining. I'm super funny and comical. By the same time, I don't play. <laughs> you know, we can laugh and we can joke, but don't try me. I guess I'm, I'm really, I'm a really strong Libra when it comes to the balance of my scales. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love someone who can make me, me laugh, but not someone as, who just... As Carlos Mencia once put, I will quote him, if you ain't laughing, you ain't living. And I laugh. I think you should giggle or chuckle or, or laugh out loud. At least 45% of the day to make the day go right. But that's what I do. So that's for other people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I laugh and joke and smile and all that stuff all the time. It's to the point, some people are starting to look at me as like a, a cartoon character, right? <laughs> I like to see a cartoon character. <laughs> like, I know, I'm working on it. And it's so crazy because... Like one season, 12 episodes, you know, the um, T-Quest show. I'm just trying to tell you. It's funny because when I was trying to come with my superhero, when we was in the meeting, it was like, so what's what the name? would be your theme record for that? Oh, my God. It's funny because I had this... <laughs> I did have this... It's something um... like theme music now. It's like you get these, these TV shows. I mean, back in the days, you heard a, a theme of... Uh, of um, a TV show, and you knew what was going down. Absolutely. You know, now, it's, they don't put much effort into it. They don't. It's to the point, some of it's so all over the place, you know? they be like, what just, it was, it's funny, because I was watching these movies, and when it ended, I'm like, what? Like, what just happened? <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait, <laughs> that's how they're ending the movie? Like, wait. What? Oh no! Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, oh, so many shows the way they're ending them. You know, you know uh, I got I got fed up with the way they they just killed the Sopranos. I'm sorry, I don't watch that. So you never watch the Sopranos? No, Robert, I Monsters, Monsters, Monsters. Okay. I didn't like the way that ended. The way Sons of Anarchy ended. He was supposed to go out and hell of bullets. I don't. I don't. So I don't, a lot of these people no. supposed to like die. I mean, in a worse way. They, they go out with a whimper. A lot of shows go out with whimpers when they should like explode and your TV is supposed to black out. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally explode. My thing is, is, I guess it's the balance of the entertainment industry because on one hand, you're like, what? Right? But then on the other hand, there's so many great movies and shows that's coming out that's so phenomenal. But it's like a gift and a curse because you want to enjoy great content. But at the same time, you don't want to be so addicted to it that your whole day don't went by. And you're like, well, I called up on my series, but how much work did you get done? What have you been binging on? Have you been binging on anything on Netflix? Who, me? Yeah. Well, you know, I wasn't, I haven't really watched TV like that in quite some no. time, right? But recently I have. And one show that did catch my attention is. Working moms. <laughs> working moms. Working moms. And okay. I'm not a working mom. <laughs> I like watching like these criminal mind shows. I love criminal mind.
No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> the reason I'm saying that is because... 25 ways not how, how not to get busted. No show, just like how to get away with murder. But what? It's not like we're getting pointers. Like it's just a great show with great content. I I I binge. I love I love movies. I love TV shows. I'll sit there for like an entire week and I watch. Telephone calls and like, eh, this guy's not a. I've I've wasted so much time being so. TV, I'm making sure I'm doing something at the same time that's kind of productive, so I don't feel as bad. Like I watch TV and label clean, wash dishes, cook. Or if I'm watching TV, I'll have my laptop there too, getting something done. I'll get, I'll get home from work. There's a lot of things outside. to do. I don't, I don't wanna, like, I don't like when people say that. That there's nothing um, to do. There's plenty of things to do. You just have to know how to be creative. Yeah, no, man. I, I get home. I come home from work. I want to be with my. You know, sweetheart, look, your feet, you've been on your feet all day. Yes. You know? Yes. But my wife is in Florida, I'm here. That's horrible. <laughs> you know? She's in Florida, I'm here, got stuck out here, quarantined with my mother. I came for a week and I got to stay here for like three months. I, um, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. My mother's dying. She's telling me she's going to kill me. Mm. Chances. So oh. I binge. Oh. <laughs> Conversation to shift. Um. Jesus Christ, we have shifted on so many topics that's not it's not even funny i don't think anyone else is going to i think most of your um your listeners going to be oh yeah yeah we got to get off of this channel here today no 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 they they faithful they love this, me you know really? oh, uh yeah what do you mean you, like, you have a cult people is, is it considered a cult people love me okay love what are, what are your favorite comedians? Besides myself? <laughs> Besides yourself, yeah. What okay. are your favorite comedians? All right, so if I, I do it based off rank, right? Locally, I'm my favorite comedian. Because I'm freaking funny, right? Um, if you can't make yourself laugh, you're not going to make anyone else laugh. Fact de mundo. So then when I look back in Connecticut... Um, I remember for my birthday, one of my favorite, I don't think he's local because he's kind of known in the comedy world, but he's not like on like Kevin Hart in them level, but, um, Gerald Kelly. What's his name? Gerald Kelly. Gerald Kelly. Yeah. I'm going to Google him later. He was one of the first comedians, because I used to open up for a lot of comedy shows, right? Okay. So I've met so many independent comedians. And he was the first one to actually get me to laugh his whole entire set. And it's rare that that happens. And I'm just like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Like, I'm chill. I'm goofy. I'm a weirdo. It shouldn't be that hard. But he was one of the first ones. So when it came to my birthday one year, I bought massive tickets for me and my friends, you know, and we all went to celebrate, and it was him, his son, and then I actually knew some of the opening acts, too, which was kind of dope, so I definitely enjoy him. On a higher level, looking at it commercial-wise, you know, I remember falling in love with Kevin Hart around a birthday, too. This is weird. Um, <laughs> and, um, 
he made me laugh. But then when I actually tap into it, like back then it was like Arnez made me laugh. Um, then um, years later, I fell in love with um, <laughs> Lavelle Crawford. Uh, yes, I fell in love with him, and um, I know when it comes to music and um, comedy, I know people always usually say the the same people that they love and enjoy. You know, right. like Me, the people. I'm a, I'm a, a Bill Burr fan. Who burped? What? Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. B L L B I L L. B-U-R-R. Oh, got you. Okay, Bill Burr. Yes. I, I, I'm like a, I can sit here and watch like one of his kids for like, yes. back to back his entire catalog and just sit there, just crack the hell up, you know, because you'll take the truth and make it funny. Absolutely. Like this pandemic that's going on now, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he was asked one time, um, well, you spoke about the government's getting rid of needing to depopulize the nation. Too many people. Half of them got to go. What happens five months later? Mm-hmm. Pandemic. Yeah. Do you know close to 16,000 people have died of this pandemic in New York alone? Yeah. So, um, we're going to wrap this show up. <laughs> Um, definitely not trying to take yeah. it there and all. Um, and that's when the Looney Tunes, um, okay, the Looney Tunes, um, ending credit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So. Well, I just want to say one thing. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you for calling me and thinking of me to be on your show. I truly appreciate it. I don't feel like I'm, um, I should have been on it. I'm not really, um, what? at, uh, what you call it, um, I don't feel like I'm not, like, the celebrity type to be on your oh show, but I do appreciate gosh. it. It's celebrity, yeah, celebrity. You just, I feel like I'm a celebrity now. I'm gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna go get my tux now and just walk from here to the corner and come back. You are so extra. But you know what? I'm, I'm gonna receive that. I'm gonna receive that. I'm gonna take that. As I'm gonna take it as a compliment because that means you respect what I do as an entertainer and personality, and you put me on a level with the professionals. Yeah, I'm going to dust off that tuxedo with the ruffled pirate shirt, <laughs> shine up them shoes. I'm gonna walk from here to the corner, I'm gonna videotape it. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna videotape it and throw it at you here. This is how I feel. I feel fantabulous. Well, I've always... And I, I truly appreciate what you do. I truly do. Oh, In the bottom you. of my heart, I truly do. You're, you're, you're an outstanding young lady. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Don't let nobody ever tell you that you can't do what you, what you feel like doing. Mm. You know? Do you, girl. Just be. <laughs> I, I, I definitely um, appreciate those words in our, our last minute. And I just want to say thank you for being you. Like I said, one day I was upset and I took the risk of putting it on social media. And I don't talk about my personal life like that. But for you to reach out to me and to make me smile and cry within the same conversation. <laughs> as long as you as long as I made you laugh, that's you did. Hey. And sometimes we need that even from a stranger. You know, I tell people just because you go to someone and they come to you, it's not for you to pour all your toxins or sadness on them. It's just for a quick, happy smile or moment. Hey, that's, and that's you what leave it's it all there. About. And yeah, gonna... I don't, I don't post anything personal up there. Sometimes, you know, if um, if uh, like like if an individual dies and it hurts me, and I and I see everybody up in there, and I'm not gonna go there. You know, too many people are already talking about this person, not this person, not this person, not. What no, if right. I get a family member that that that, that passes? Yeah, I'll post it you know, because there's a lot of other people that are on there that don't know about it. 
Absolutely. And once again, I don't want to turn this sad, but I appreciate you <laughs> coming on so the T-Quest show. And we're going to talk off the air because of some things I have to inform you are. But I appreciate everyone who's tuned in. Until next time. Ring.